0: Whenever I travel, I love going to the local museums to visit my favorite works of art. On repeat visits, it's as if I'm taking time to check in on some old friends. There's that self-portrait of Albrecht Dürer that resides in Munich. It looks stunningly contemporary. It's just 500 years old. There's Andrew Wyeth's evocative Christina's world. It hangs humbly in a hallway corner at MoMA in New York City. And when I'm in Amsterdam, it's rare, but I always have to go check in on Rembrandt's great masterpiece, The Night Watch, a magnificent group portrait of a militia company with the central figures dressed so beautifully and particularly their clothing expressing a point of pride, reflecting the bourgeois rise to ascendancy in that city of business, having broken away from the inherited dominance of the Dutch nobility. In their world, their clothing signaled status, and its opulence reflected the significance of that transition to a more democratic society that rewarded merit, as opposed to birth, on the bourgeois clothing, the weave of the material, the opulence of the color, the thread count and texture, all of it was a sign of their position, just as in the natural realm, color and coat signal dominance or fecundity. And it's from that perspective, I want you to think about our Parsha, Vayesha, and Jacob's gift to Joseph, of the cotonet pasim, the coat of many colors. For 21st century Jews living here in the West, we live for the most part kind of in disposable clothing. Even in this city that's so culturally and economically dominant, at times we encourage creative costuming, there's that man of style, Willie Brown, in our city. But so many of us primarily embrace work casual, tireless, monochromatic work clothing, the epitome of which was, I think, the black t-shirt cool of Steve Jobs. And so it might be hard for us to understand the significance of Jacob's gift to Joseph of that coat of many colors. What was he doing? Jacob was establishing a reverse of the hierarchy of primogenitor, something he'd struggled with for all his life. With the gift, he was preemptively, symbolically, declaring the ascendancy of his youngest son among his brothers, giving his blessing to him even before it was asked by presenting a gift so valuable, so different with its color and material beauty, everyone would be clear about the preference for the firstborn that it had been rejected in that family. What would be the equivalent to us today? It would be as if Joseph, the youngest, received from his father a brand new Porsche and all the brothers got scooters. Clearly, Jacob was trying to give his youngest son not just his blessing and love, but clarity about status, about wealth, at the very beginning of his life, trying to keep him from having to do what he did, struggle and use his wits to get by in order to find the little blessing that Jacob found. But you know, somewhere in the Talmud, it says, People plan and God laughs. What do Jacob's actions result in? Irreparable harm almost? Jealousy and anger amongst the brothers? Is Joseph the kind of guy you want to have a cup of coffee with? Not at first. He's an egotistical braggart. He willingly taunts them. And as a result, he's sold into slavery. Rach Lakish, the commentator, argues that the responsibility lies also with Jacob. A person should not discriminate... Amongst his children, Reishlechah says, we should be a blessing to all of them. It's our belief that the sins of the parents do not have to remain an influence over the children. And it is in Egypt that this is proven out. Because it's there Joseph gains a sense of humility and of purpose. It's in his despondency that he realizes that life is not about the coats we put around us, not about the gifts their parents give us, not about the externals alone. The Zohar teaches that Joseph is not called Sadiq, righteous, until he comes out of the pit of the dungeon in Egypt. When he comes out of that dungeon, perhaps in a deeper way than his father learned in the wilderness, Joseph realized that he could be more, that God was in this place in his life, and that if he thought about his higher self, that ladder of hope was always available that could give you true meaning in your life. A ladder that stretches from earth to heaven and heaven to earth. He realized God was in the pit. God was in the dungeon. That holiness was in his naked self. So it's that new Joseph, first as a slave and then hidden in the clothing of an Egyptian viceroy who sees beyond himself and he saves the people of Egypt from starvation. It's that new Joseph that reunites his family even though his brothers have been so difficult. It's that Joseph whom Moses brings his bones out of Egypt and makes a clear connection from that Sinai, uh, that Egyptian experience, to Sinai. In a sense, he helps bring Torah to the Jewish people because he transitions not to ego, but to being about values. It's an amazing transition. And we are taught through this experience that the latter is always there. We're always able to elevate ourselves and realize that though life may give us whatever, we can be about something more something greater than ourselves. It's not about what life gives us, but what we give to life that Joseph learns. Now, our dear outgoing president, who we're honoring this evening, because he so deeply deserves it, he is one of those San Francisco guys who has a clothing style that's unique to him. We always wonder as a staff, what will Donnie be wearing today? Well, he's been blessed with wonder, with intelligence, with ability, with such a warm persona, with a beautiful family. But it's his love of Torah that is so compelling. Donny Friend, in so many ways, shows us that he senses the presence of the ladder. He does so much to lift us all higher. And he pushes our community to do our best for ourselves but also beyond ourselves for Klaal ale, that we should connect with every Jew. Donnie makes holler for the sick, for those in need to boost them up. He gets himself, his hands and heart involved. He invests sweat equity along with his generosity. And he helps us all see the presence of God's ladder. Donnie, it's been a blessing to work with you, as it was with your predecessor, Stephen Diegelspiel, another man of style the guy in the red pants now and then. And we hope that his example is inspiration to you to keep leading us forward even after your presidency. We are grateful for Donnie's leadership. He does let us see the ladder in so many wonderful ways, teaching us that we can lift each other higher. We can and must be a blessing. So I invite you to come up one more time while you're still president And say a word, and then we'll give you our innermost blessing, Shekoach.